Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn of Houston Public Media. And I'm Eric Skelly from ROCO, the River Oaks Chamber Orchestra. And this time, we're doing something a little bit different, Eric, and we're talking not about one particular opera, but in general about operas that have come out of pre-existing literary works, novels or plays. Right. And there are a gazillion of them. There are, but you know what was interesting was when you first broached the subject with me, uh, when we were talking about what we were going to do on this particular program, it was funny that I know it was true with me, and I think it was probably true with you also, that immediately the operas that sprang to mind were all recent operas. Right. All, all operas that pretty much premiered in the last 10 years or so. And that was really interesting to me because that says some good things about opera in general and state of opera today, that it's that you know, there's, there's this fervent outpouring of new works that are, that are getting a lot of attention. And many of those most recent new works are derived from great novels. Right. So, you know, we think back to 2015 and Jennifer Higdon's Cold Mountain. Yep. Based on the uh, the award-winning book by Charles Frazier. It got a lot of attention at the Santa Fe Opera Festival last summer. And uh, so she's, she's quite a hot young composer. And this was her first opera. Yeah, exactly. Another one, Moby Dick by Jake Hagee, is getting a lot of traction. It's getting a lot of play at a lot of different companies. So it looks like that's one that actually has some legs already. And Moby Dick premiered in 2010. It was commissioned by Dallas Opera. Right. And Hegie worked with librettist Gene Shear, who seems to be the sort of the Piave and the, the Boito and the De Ponte of the late 20th century, early 21st century, because yeah. he has provided the libretto for so many of these recent operas. Moby Dick uh, with Jake Hegie. He and also Ahab has already become a real signature role for J. Hunter Morris, who did not create the role. That was actually Ben, ben Hefner. Mm -hmm. But J. Hunter Morris uh, is a you know a major held in tenor uh, on the world stages, but this has become a, a, a real uh, sort of a calling card for him, which is really interesting to see. You pointed out to me earlier that there is now an opera based on Brokeback Mountain, yeah, which right. is the short story by Annie Proulx. Right. Charles Warren composed the, the opera. And that was relatively 2014, I think it did. I think that's the true thing, yeah, exactly. Also, you think of Mark Adamo's Little Women that premiered here in Houston at Houston Grand Opera, and that has had a lot of life beyond the premiere. Lots of companies are doing that piece. 1998, I think, was the year for, for Little Women. Wow, was it that long ago? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it was the first opera by Mark Adamo based on the Louisa May Alcott book, Little right. Women, about the, the New England family in the, the wake of the uh, American Civil War. Yeah. One that I really wish that I could get a chance to see, and I hope, hope to get a chance to see it, I hope somebody does it again, which is uh, Ricky Ian Gordon's uh, Grapes of Wrath. The Grapes of Wrath, yes, yeah. based on the John Steinbeck novel. Exactly. I did actually see a production of did you? Grapes of Wrath at the uh, University of Houston Moore's Opera Center. Oh, okay. 
obviously a great work of American fiction. And we shouldn't be surprised that it gets turned into an opera. Right. But all these titles are all relatively recent. I mean, the oldest one is Little Women that that we've mentioned so far. And that, again, that's really interesting to me. But when you really stop and think about it, adapting great works of literature into great works of opera is by no means a new phenomenon at all. And in fact, you look at somebody like Tobias Picker, mm-hmm. American composer Tobias Picker, who, working with Gene Shear, a name that will keep coming up, Picker has turned two older novels into operas. Emile Zola's Therese Raquin, mm-hmm. and also Theodore Dreiser's An American Tragedy. Right. A great work of American realism. Well, and, you know, going back a little bit further... I think Benjamin Britten is as widely known as he is. I think he's underrated. I think he deserves to be up there. And personally, my own feeling is he deserves to be in the pantheon with Verdi, Strauss, you know, Mozart, all the greats. I think he's one of the greatest opera composers, period, full stop. He certainly turned to great literature very frequently and also, you know, Shakespeare and, and, and uh, great dramatists. But you think of Death in Venice yes. based on the Thomas, Thomas Mann. Mann. Uh, you think of Billy Budd, based on the Herman Melville. Peter Grimes. Peter Grimes. Which was based on the poem The the Borough? Yes. From the, I can't remember, the 18th, the early 19th century? The Turn of the Screw, based on the, the Henry, Henry James, James classic novella. Mm-hmm. He really mined great literature a lot and turned them into true masterpieces. One that is interesting because it it is so new that neither you nor I have seen it, (laughs) and that is Bel Canto, which is based on the Anne Patchett novel from 2001, and Jimmy Lopez has turned it into an opera with a libretto by uh, Nilo Cruz, who was a Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright. And I think this was commissioned by Lyric Opera of Chicago. Yes. It's the story of the uh, the diva, the soprano, who flies down to Peru to do a special recital for uh, the vice president of, of the country and the Japanese uh, businessman who is the most ardent fan of Roxanne Kos, who is the, the soprano. And they end up getting taken hostage by a group of revolutionary guerrillas, etc. A wonderful story for an opera. And it's an opera that is about music, that is about opera. Right. You know, there are so many different languages that are sung in the opera. What you come to realize is one of the points is that music is a sort of universal language. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thinking of Carlisle Floyd mm-hmm. and him turning Cold Sassy Tree, for example, the Olivan Burns novel, into an opera. Right. Or even going back further with Carlisle Floyd, think of Susanna, 
which is based on a story in the Apocrypha in the Bible. Susanna and the Elders. Exactly. So that was the that was the opera that put him on the map. The point that you made earlier, though, is is a, a very salient one, and that is find an opera that is not based upon a literary antecedent. It's I mean, hard to. Yeah, I mean, I mean La Traviata, of, La Traviata, for instance, based upon the Alexander Dumas. Yeah, based on the Alexander Dumas fils, La Dama Camellia. Uh, which spawned, you know, Camille and the, the, the Greta Garbo movie and the, the Verdi opera, all that kind of stuff. You think of Carmen, based on a novel by Prosper Mary May. Uh, Even La Bohème, based on the uh, Send la Vie de Bohème by uh, Henri, Henri Murger. Exactly. Faust, based on the Goethe, loosely. <laughs> in fact, so loosely that uh, at least uh, in the last century, uh, when Faust was done in Germany, because they so revere Goethe, they wouldn't call it Faust. They called it, I think they called it Margareta, based on the, 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 the heroine, heroine in the mm -hmm. piece. Yeah, he basically, he being Gounod, took only the love story part and basically ignored all the, all the <laughs> philosophical stuff, and the yeah. metaphysical stuff, which Arrigo Boito tackled in his Mephistophele, uh, based on the same, same work. And uh, then, of course, you have Berlioz's La Damnation de Faust, so all these springing from that one great work of literature. And, of course, Beaumarchais, you know, has been turned into, you know, you've got Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro. You've got Rossini's The Barber of Seville. You've got Carigliano's yeah. The Ghosts of Versailles. If you open it up to, to drama, to plays, I mean, then it's, you know, open the floodgates. Oh, then you've got Shakespeare and mm -hmm. all, yeah, all bets are completely off. So when you stop and think about it, it's hard. It's hard to think of great opera libretti that aren't based on some literary source or another. I mean, I, I could think of, for instance, Nixon in China mm -hmm. wasn't a completely original libretto based upon history, of course, but loosely based on history. Mark Anthony Turnage's Anna Nicole, I don't think is based upon a Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I'm sure if we really stopped and thought about it, there would be, you know, many more, but it's very difficult to think of something that isn't based on a literary or a, a great work of literature or a play. And I guess that's simply because at least some of the work is already done for well, the librettist. You, yes, You've got because fully you're realized a, characters. a story that, that has already been developed and already has a, a sort of a proven track record. Right, and three-dimensional characters that already exist. You know, you've got the map of how to create these characters, and now you simply, I mean simply, I say... <laughs> Piece of cake. Yes. You have to, as you simply have to adapt it to the operatic idiom, which I'm sure is no <laughs> mean feat whatsoever. But still, well, some you, of the work is is done. Well, if you think about it, I mean, taking a novel like Moby Dick, yeah, which is a big book, yeah. I mean, how do you get that down? Well, to... just cut out the history of whaling sections, and you've probably cut the thing in half already. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, basically, Captain Ahab, whale, right. ship, <laughs> end of opera. Right. <laughs> but it's not a new phenomenon. You know, opera... Not at all. ...is born out of these literary works. Right. And I don't know... It's in the it, DNA of opera. I mean, the whole idea of, between, uh, of opera, you know, going back to the Florentine Camerata, is that you're combining all these, these different art forms 
music, dance, literature, and it becomes greater than, the, than, the, than its individual components. I mean, even Monteverdi is basing his stuff off of ancient myths and legends right. from the classical era. Yeah. I mean, Gluck's Orfeo Eruridice right. is taken straight from the pages of uh, ancient history. Right. So we shouldn't be surprised. This, this is not a new phenomenon with this sort of burgeoning of uh, what seems like in recent years all these operas that have come out of great works of literature. It's not a new phenomenon at all. They've been doing it since day one. But smart of these modern composers to turn to literary sources for the libretti. Opera as literary adaptation. That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening. <laughs>